Today, we are excited to welcome Ben Tanswell to Hot Sauce. Ben, he's got a very impressive background. Uh, Google, Art Group, Uke, Eucalyptus, Quilla, and now at Deloitte. Was it Fast 50? Winner. Fastest growing company in Australia, winner. Uh, Montu. Um, welcome, Ben. Thanks, Mike. Good pleasure. to be here, mate. Um, mate, yeah, so your career, you've worked at some of the sexiest names in uh, like enterprise scale up and startup, um, mate. How does how does how does TA vary across those? Is it, is it kind of different, just a different scale, or is there big differences in the in the kind of day to day? There's big differences in the day to day as well. Um, I think like the approach that you go through, and you know, obviously you've got different branding behind you. So the messaging, you know, the, the whole sort of end to end process tends to be a lot different. You know, you've got different maturity levels across the organization and hiring managers and that kind of stuff, looking for different people uh, and even different mindsets. So it's been an interesting ride, like going across and, and sort of having experience in all of those different areas as well. And you sort of pick and choose the best pieces, I think, you know, from each approach. And from an outbound perspective, um, specifically, is, is the messaging, is the tone, like the humory bits, is that all like greatly varied depending on, on like, yeah, the, the tone of voice of the, the organization, or do you carry the Ben Tanswell kind of vibe in your outreach from place to place? I try to carry my own kind of personal vibe in outreach, but also you still have to tie into, you know, the, the brand that you're working for, right? Um, and I think, you know, you can probably have a little bit more leeway with a, a bigger brand oh, yeah. behind your belt, potentially, um, you know, than if you're sort of at a startup or a scale up who's less well known, you know, is, is the first interaction with the brand that the, that person going to remember be, you know, you being a bit of a smart ass or adding, you know, some, some humor to something. And they're like, hmm, do I know whether to take this brand new startup or scale up for, for real, you know? I really need to revisit my strategy <laughs> around Outbound. Ooh, okay. Um, now, uh, the thing I want to talk about today, mate, um, I think it's really interesting from your background. Like we're, we're seeing a lot of change in TA, lots of change like broadly in the, in the broader like um, global economic um, um, market at the moment. Lots of layoffs in tech, big tech, scaling tech, startup tech. And unfortunately, poor TA is often um, gets hit pretty hard, pretty quickly in that whole process. So um, LinkedIn, Twitter, it's a bit of a sad old sorry scene out there hearing a lot of TAs negatively impacted from these layoffs. And and you've suffered that recently. Um, you're in um, Quilla, head of people, um, and, and because of the downturn, um, you were made redundant. How long ago was that? That was a few, few months back, back in the last year? Beginning of December. So, yeah. Really tough time to go to market um, for a new gig. Uh, and, and what we wanted to talk about today was how TAs can utilize their skill set, which is like a very valuable skill set in these scenarios to help them get a new role. Um, and how it can be really hard. You've got the muscle there, but the application of it's very different and, and how to kind of adapt those strategies um, and, and channels and techniques to apply it to helping yourself get a job. Um, so mate, tell us, when, once you got made redundant at Quilla, um, I'm sure maybe after a, a, a week or two, just uh, decompose, um, Decomposing? Decomposing? Not decompressing, maybe? Decompressing, maybe. maybe. <laughs> After you decompress a little bit, 
Um, yeah, what, what, what was the kind of plan of attack? Did you set an agenda and like a go-to-market or what did that look like? Yeah, so I guess in the past, whenever I've moved on or, you know, I've been made redundant before and those kinds of things, it's always been a passive approach and applying for jobs, which, you know, I, I took a different approach this time around because, you know, the, the kind of tech recruiter people team, um, you know, I guess redundancies have been in, in force you know, I guess what the first rounds in August-ish, yep. you know, mid last year and kind of following on. And obviously now it's kind of accelerated, unfortunately, even more. And so I guess for me, I was having a look at job ads and, and you're seeing 120, 100 applicants. And it's like, you're just a piece of paper at that point, trying to cut through the noise, you know, in, in better times, you know, there's less applicants and, and obviously you can kind of, or I felt I could rely on that a little bit more. But this time around, I did a lot more research into, you know, what do I want and what do I want to be going for? Um, and, you know, part of that stability, for instance. But then, you know, being proactive about reaching out to hiring managers about jobs um, and to, to, you know, people leads and, and those kinds of things. And also leaning on my, on my network around references because I think, you know, as you mentioned, this is what we do all day yeah. as a, a talent person. You know, maybe not all day, but it's, it's a big part of your job is, understanding and, and communicating, you know, someone else's brand. So, you know, being able to utilize those skills and, and then use them on your own brand, um, you know, especially in a time where it's so competitive is, is a massive kind of differentiator, I think. Yeah, so, so once you kind of, you, you're getting organized and when it comes to approaching hiring managers, like, did you develop a strategy? Did you build a template? Like, what did that look like? Look, I didn't build a template because I think, you know, I wasn't going a, about that spray and pray approach. I think for me, it was about identifying what I wanted to be looking at, which was, you know, ideally scale up or, or something, you know, similar to arc level, anywhere between, you know, 100 to, to 500 people. So sort of narrowed down that search of what I was looking for based on, again, like the market knowledge. I wanted to be in tech, you know, uh, of some sort. So I have a, a fair bit of market knowledge from recruiting in that space. So, you know, you go and identify your, your kind of target list have a look at, at what opportunities are there. And even if there aren't opportunities, re I was reaching out and sort of talking to people um, about you know potential opportunities as well. So for me, it was a bespoke message each time. Um, and I think it kind of needs to be in this instance. You know, you're not sort of spraying and praying. You, you, you want to kind of cut through um, and make an impression pretty quickly. Yeah, but if that is the intention to kind of navigate that generic resume race thing, you really want to get that personalization dialed and try and build connection um, from Absolutely. a messaging standpoint. Um, in terms of your approach, was it all LinkedIn? Did you look at incorporating email? Did you, did you God forbid, pick up the, call, uh, the phone and cold call people? Yeah, what did the channel strategy look like? I haven't cold called in a long time, so I, 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 I didn't do that. Um, mostly because I hate being cold called. So, um, note for anyone out there that's thinking of cold calling me, don't send me an email. Um, look, I kind of follow the normal approach that I would to uh, sourcing, which is I sent a LinkedIn approach first. Um, so, direct message if I could. If not, um, you know, I'd send a connection request with a short message. Uh, and then from there, follow up via email. So, um, you know, kind of the standard approach I would take to, to sourcing talent. Yep. And, and you brought along an example message today. In fact, the message. The one that got me a job. Yeah. This, is, this message has got a 100% hit rate. That's right. This is the highest yeah. conversion rate we've ever seen exactly. in hot source history. We've the so... whole way through the funnel as well. <laughs> Mate, so talk to me. T tell me about uh, how you pulled this message together um, in, in trying to get your, your current gig. Yeah, look, so, you know, 
started off with opportunities at Montu as the headline, and that's because it was something that that my you know manager had put out there herself um, that she was looking to hire for a team. So I called that out in the in the message title, and then you know again called that out in in the first part of the um, first part of the message. So you know I had gone and done some research because at that point it was like, hey, I'm looking to build out my team. So you know, kind of talked about obviously growth in, in the team because there are a couple of roles mentioned. Um, but then, you know, brought in the fact that Monto as a whole, having, you know, done a little bit of research and understood that, hey, number one, you know, fast starters, you know, 20,000% revenue growth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, kind of preface that's why I was reaching out as well, you know, and, you know, making it clear that I'm reaching out about your role and about your company uh, instead of being a, too generic and just being like, hey, you know, um, I saw this, you know, I wanted to make it pretty obvious uh, why. Um, and then I'd sort of moved straight into the, the exact reason I called out that I'd been made redundant for a restructure. Um, and that's why I was looking. So, you know, I think it's important to kind of give people clarity, especially at the moment, you know, giving that kind of context as to why I'm reaching out. And, you know, that like for me, I'd come from a head of people. If I put in an application, you know, and yeah. this is for a talent acquisition manager role, it doesn't on paper look like a match, right? So, you know, that's why I then moved into, are you open to having a chat about my skills and whether they look, you know, fit for what you're trying to achieve and build? Because I think, you know, <clears throat> taking that approach, it opens the conversation up instead of just it being, hey, you know, I saw this job. I've been a talent acquisition manager before. It's like, okay, cool. Tons of people are going to send that message if they're going to message at all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I like that as well because you don't know what other roles might be sitting around that that maybe are going to be released in the next few weeks where if you run too hard at the specific open role, you potentially get like attached to that role and if you're not a good fit, you may Absolutely. miss out. So you're encouraging her to think more broadly about your skill set and how it might be applied. And I think it opens the door as well to, you know, the role, you know, you being malleable to the role potentially, but also them to your skill set. So, you know, I didn't want to say, hey, I, I want to speak to you about the talent acquisition manager role because, you know, I wanted to have a conversation and understand and that role might, you know, become a little bit bigger or, or, or not dependent on my skills. I think it doesn't, didn't pigeonhole me into this is all I'm looking for. It kind of turned it into let's have a conversation about my skills. Um, and then that can like let that conversation go in a more natural flow of, you know, obviously that's where I ended up as a talent acquisition manager, but you know, it, it kind of let her know that I'm not just going there just because it's a job that's open at the moment. It's I'm talking about my skills and what I can bring, you know, and, and understanding about, you know, what her vision was with the, you know, growing and building her team out. Yeah, two other things quickly I wanted to, to speak to in this message that I liked. One is, yeah, the, the open and honesty around the restructuring um, and that you suffered a redundancy. There's not like a, a dancing around that. I think sometimes people can feel... Um, like embarrassed or like that's something that's yeah. a bad thing to hide from and then they try and craft some story that hangs around that you kind of are just like cards down on the table this is the situation yeah and then you're speaking to somebody from within your community as well so the I think you're unlocking empathy there most people will empathize with that and and, and be aware that that's happening across the industry and, and likely within their peer group so um, I think that's a really cool aspect of the message Another thing I found interesting, and I know this, there's always a bit of a dance here, is that you didn't, there was no sell. Like, um, you could have, like, there's obviously, like, super, super passive and, and no real call to action, no real yeah. sell. Or, or you could have come in and I've worked at 
Quilla and Uke and Google and blah. Like, there's some pretty big names and, and, and your career growth from TA and talent acquisition manager and to head of people. Like, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. you could have really flexed on. But I feel like if you went too hard in that direction, it, it would have muddied the message a little bit uh, and, and removed some of the human connection bit and felt too selly. Whereas I, I like the balance here. Yeah, and I tried to kind of keep that out of it because every business is different. So the relevancy of all those different steps I've, I've done and, and those businesses I've been in, you know, calling out them specifically, then I'm trying to tie that, like my career or my skills to whoever I've just mentioned. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it's a journey and, and I picked up things the whole way. So I didn't want to go into this selling of like, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here because, you know, it just none of that may translate to, to what Monto are looking to do and to what that role was looking to do. Um, and that's why, you know, I think it's better to, uh, you know, my only call to action was, are you open to having a chat, you know, a, about the role? It's because then, you know, we can get to know each other as people, understand what the role is looking for, where my skills might align to and, and have that conversation more naturally yeah. uh, instead of being pushy around, hey, this is what I've done. This is why I'm the best candidate because also that's kind of, I don't know, that's not me. I'm not that kind of person in general. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think setting it off on the right foot where it's a very genuine message, it's kind of full of truths and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm the last person to go out there and be like, I've worked here, I've done this. You know, it just would have felt disingenuous for me to send that out in a message. Yeah. Um, I can see how on the flip side, it's also something good to do to say, I've been at Google, I've been at Uke, you know, Arc Group led these teams. Like, there's obviously a lot of good stuff there, but I'd rather talk about that when it's, you know, a conversation where we've gotten to know each other yeah. so that there's context behind it instead of it seeming like it's ego-driven. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a balance there. And I think, like, line. what's the objective here? It's it's probably to get on the phone and have a conversation. It's not That's to right. get the job. So save, exactly. some, save exactly. some of those bits for the downstream conversations. Well, and it's similar to sourcing, right? Like, the objective is to get someone on the phone to, to talk to them about... Yeah. A exactly. business when you're recruiting for them, you know, it's an initial, an initial chat you're trying to get to happen, and then you're trying to sell the business based on the conversation with them and what's going to align most to what that person is looking for. And so, similar approach, but just in reverse, is I'm just trying to get you know her on the phone so that we can have a conversation about me and whether that's going to be a good fit, um, and then let that conversation you know go down the path that it's going to go down, instead of you know kind of trying to heap it all in at once. And I think you can muddy the waters by just adding too much information. You know, I know you guys are growing. I've been made redundant. Here's all the awesome stuff I've done. Let's talk about a job. It, it just doesn't seem to flow very nicely to me. And mate, what about, because there, even in 2023 at the start, there's been a lot of redundancies. I suspect we haven't seen the end of them. There's going to be more ahead. Any other like high level tips for people in TA or even more broadly that, yeah, um, that could be, confronted with such a thing like any tips on how you manage that process yourself i think reaching out and speaking to your networks is something that like everyone says to do but like look just coming from personal experience i've never really done um but you know i've got a bunch of good people around me that i've worked with in the past or have met you know through networking events or whatever it is that are similar roles more senior and so talking to them actually unlocked a whole bunch of ideas around you know, different companies that I hadn't even thought of and different areas that I hadn't even thought of. And I think that's probably one of the things that I, I benefited from most um, during this kind of whole process uh, late last year is because you, I did kind of get tunnel vision to an extent. It's like, this is what I've done. Therefore, this is where I'm going to like translate into it. It took some of those conversations to unlock and open up, you know, my thought pattern around 
what I'm actually going to be you know able to do as a role um, so I think absolutely leaning on people and you know everyone's got an ex-manager everyone's got you know people that they've worked with in the past so utilizing those people to have those conversations and really help you kind of think outside the box I think because it's an emotional time right like you've just lost your job you've just been made redundant you know I know I was like, man, there's a lot of people on the market at the moment. Mm. You know, how am I going to cut through that? So being able to talk it over with people, you know, even yourself, mate, weirdly, um, you know, it, it helps a lot when you, you've got, got some additional input because at work, you usually do those things with your team. Mm. You know, you talk to them about how do I approach this? How do I approach that? You know, when you're outside of work, you don't have a team anymore. Or at least I felt like I didn't have a team anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it helps you plug back into that and think, think differently. That's great advice, both for the people that have been impacted by the runcies, but also for people that are within jobs, even proactively reaching out to people that you know have been impacted and, and offering, just to have a chat. Sounds like even just a conversation, shoot the shit, bit of a brainstorm, all of Absolutely. that can be super valuable. Absolutely, and I think, you know, at least everyone that I know in tech has been super understanding and super supportive of, of you know, trying to help people that are going through this. and. You know, I know in, in August, I kind of mentioned it on LinkedIn and, and I know that lots of people are. And I think it's, you know, making the most of those offers and, and having those conversations because it does really, really help. Um, you know, and, and little nuggets of gold come out of it. And before you know, you know, I've ended up in an amazing spot. And to be honest, this might not have been a business I'd have thought of, um, you know, but having those conversations and thinking a bit outside the box is, is what led me here. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. That's some really cool advice. Very excited to, to share this. Hopefully it helps um, somebody stuck in a, in a tough spot. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, reach out anybody that, that kind of does watch this and wants to have a chat about things. You know, I'm more than happy to put my hand up and have a chat anytime, coffee, face to face, whatever it is, because, you know, it's a tough time that the whole tech market's going through. And I think, you know, people banding together is, is only going to make this a stronger industry as we come out of it. You're a good man. Thank you, Ben. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Mike.